This is the QBC podcast on employee engagement, episode 5 for October 15th, 2007. Hello and welcome. My name is Conor Moynihan and I'm joined by QBC's Managing Director, Michael Bourne. Hello, Michael. Hi, Con. How are you? I'm very well. And yourself? Very well now. We're talking about emotional intelligence in the context of employee engagement. One yeah. of these podcasts we publish every two weeks. Yeah. And uh, on alternate weeks, we're discussing emotional intelligence in the context of customer experience. Yes, indeed. So we've moved down uh, through these and we've discussed intrapersonal uh, emotional intelligence attributes, interpersonal yeah. emotional intelligence attributes, stress management. Mm. And we have two more on the list that we want to go through. And again, all of these are related. So we'll be going back and talking about some we of the will, things we we've will, discussed we already as yep. well in the context of uh, today's topic, which is adaptability. But remind us, first of all, Michael, what is emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence is the, is the person's capability to respond appropriately to a given situation. So whether um, that's a, a moment of joy or a moment of sadness, mm. a challenge when the wheels fall off in work, mm. something outside of work, that the one thing each of us, I suppose, would would want to make a pledge to ourselves is that we would respond appropriately in any given moment mm-hmm. but we don't always and what influences there really is in, is is our emotions because Absolutely. we because we're emotional people we yeah. always respond emotionally whether yeah. it's in a positive or in a, in a negative way yeah well if you break up the word emotion it's energy to 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 to, to energy of motion okay all right, that's a way so, to look so, at it. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, every, every move that we make yeah. is driven by an yeah. emotion. Yeah. It's, it's, it's driven by that, emo- that emotion. Okay. So when the body moves, it's driven by an emotion or a stimulus. Okay. All right. Adaptability is today's uh, topic, uh, Michael. And it is indeed. Wh- what do we mean by that? Adaptability, con- um, I mean, if you think about you just, just broad brushstrokes, uh, again, adaptability. Are you adaptable? Am I adaptable? How adaptable are we to, to, to different situations? Drill down then, con- under adaptability, we have reality testing. Um, flexibility and problem solving. The first one there, reality testing, is your capability to see things as they are. And not how you would like to think they would be. That's right. That's right. So think about politics. Think about spin. Yes. So reality testing in the in the in the in the political arena doesn't really necessarily exist. It's how you can spin things. Um, if and it, in the it, personal sense, in you, the personal you can sense. spin. We spin things for ourselves, don't we, Mike? We we, 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 do. delu- we delude ourselves. We need to delude ourselves a little Sometimes. bit, do we? Yeah. Or we need to we need to paint things positive. We need no, no sorry, delude isn't the word. We need to spin things positively That's right. and optimistically for That's ourselves. Right. But there's a, a danger of being disconnected with reality. It almost comes down to a spiritual aspect. Con. Sometimes when the when the wheels do fall off, we need to believe it's going to be okay for a start okay you know and we need to have hope and we need to have belief in ourselves and all that so that's no harm mm. so while the wheels may have fallen off today and work while the, the team may have looked like they've just staged a mutiny while it looks like it's going to be industrial action while it looks like all the customers don't love us while mm. it looks like one of our core products has gone on fire in about four continents mm. We need to believe it's going to be okay. We need to believe yeah. it's going yeah. to be That's okay. That yeah. kind of hallucination is, but is good. That, the question is, is that belief realistic? Or let's say when that belief isn't in some respect realistic, then we're in trouble, aren't Then we? we're hallucinating. Yeah. Then we're into what we call a business hallucination. Look, the bottom line with reality testing, and again, these scores are based around a norm of 100. Mm-hmm. Um, people are entitled to their own opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm entitled to my own opinion about mm-hmm. things. You're entitled to your own opinion. We're not entitled to our own facts. Okay, we're entitled to our opinions, but we're not entitled to take some of those opinions and beliefs and call them facts. That's right. Facts are facts and facts are indisputable is what you're saying yeah. in every context yeah. and from every perception. Yeah. But um, numbers not, are down. Yeah. Numbers are down. Okay. You can't say to yourself, well, 
okay. The yeah. Danish. The da- right. Okay. Do you get me? All right. So let's so let's get to the <laughs> let's let's get to the heart of the matter here yeah. uh, in terms of a reality testing and mm. what we're talking about here is employee engagement. Mm. So if someone is bad at reality testing, mm. uh, how does that manifest itself in, in the terms leader of, who's of, bad at reality testing is a cover up leader? Okay. The team is less than what they need to be. There are issues that they need to address with them. You turn up at a quarterly meeting or a business, mm-hmm. a weekly business review, mm-hmm. and my God, you think you've just seen a presentation on the team within your bank, the team within <laughs> this computer company, the team within this technology company. And it bears no relation to what's going on outside the meeting room door. Not at no. all. In no. fact, as you come out of the meeting room door, yeah. you can see... How does, how, does, how does that disengage employees then? Um, for a start... Um, they they realise themselves that they are being led by somebody who doesn't mm. address business reality, mm-hmm. who's not going to address the issues. If you're working under a leader, if you're one of the 10 people reporting to this leader who has low levels of reality testing, it means that anything that mm. you achieve mm. will not necessarily come on the, the radar of the organisation. It makes moving up the ladder very difficult mm. because, um, you know, that, that leader is himself um, perceived. They're getting the job done. Mm. They're not... The, the, you know, they're, mm. the, whatever. They're, well, they're getting a certain fantasy job that they think they're doing, a Walter Mitty kind of a job. That's done. it, that's uh, it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the, it also means, I suppose, if you're working in a particular area and the business needs are X, but that your employer doesn't give you recognition for those needs yeah. and those those realities, mm. uh, then you find uh, that you're, you're, you're not being recognised. Reality testing being low con means that recognition has completely left the building. Okay. So um, uh, no issues can now come up because they're covered up. Mm. So nobody within the team can work as a team towards solving those issues. Mm. No business challenges can be can be fully explored in an open and transparent way because the leader who has a low level of reality mm. testing is is very very busy at mm. um, denying the fact mm. that. Let's, okay, that they, so let's hear about the positive uh, aspect of reality testing. Uh, say someone is good and scores well in terms of reality testing. Reality How test, does that uh, the leader to the leader who's engagement? good at reality testing will typically know that their numbers are good or not good. Yeah, they know in, in the facts are indisputable. The facts yeah. are indisputable. Yeah. But in addition to that, they benchmark themselves within with the, with other departments within the company. Mm. So to say we're good, but you know our scrappage, our health and safety, mm. our our sales figures mm. for these products aren't exactly what they are in consumables mm. or whatever. Everybody feels they're in step in that kind of situation then don't they because they do because, because they're benchmarked within yeah. the company but it's even better where, yeah. where the overall organisation then benchmarks itself against the industry okay do you get me yeah so in other words we, you might say well we've 80% of the market in, in a certain product but then you find out that another company has um, you know a whole other market share mm. in a similar product mm. that you know, so it, it, how facts and think about statistics here mm. Con think about numbers think about reporting think about generator you you're, know. You're cut, and you know when we talk about emotional intelligence Michael in the context of it helping you to deal with the unexpected yeah. Re- being being grounded in reality actually helps you to minimise the unexpected it, it cuts down on surprises absolutely now if reality testing is is at 140 con mm. it's just way too blunt mm-hmm. it's just way too in your face with your team mm. you know people need time if there's an issue if there's a business challenge you are told very directly by your boss and mm. or by the CEO, but your own people are doing good work right now. Yeah. So how so you break got, that yeah. to them? You've got yeah, and you've got to recognise that and say, listen, you know, there's room for improvement, there's room for optimism, yeah. Yeah. but you know, let's not ignore the realities either. Exactly. Now here's the deal, Con. So there's a business challenge. In other words, the market has changed. The MD has um, communicated something to you. The industry has changed, and your team need to mm. need to up their up their production numbers maybe by 30% or up their sales whatever mm-hmm. like that so but the first step is if reality testing if, if the person has scored 140 in reality testing they'll come out and say 
everything is wrong. Okay. They'll come out and say, performance is this, that, that. and mm. that's all true. Mm. Right now, everything is wrong. Mm. But you, but that's, that doesn't motivate. That doesn't, that doesn't yeah. recognize the great work that they've done the last three years to get the numbers up as far as where they're at. Okay. That's your first line that comes out of, mm. that, of the presentation. The, the first three slides are about how well you've done up to now. Mm-hmm. And how well you've done up to now, given the business environment that we found ourselves in. We now find ourselves in a new business environment. And here's the challenge going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose a high level of reality testing, uh, it, it's just something that may need to be tempered slightly and, and recognition, uh, to allow for recognition. Exactly. But a low level of reality testing really is a more serious call to action, isn't it, Mike? It is a much yeah. more co- serious call to action. Yeah. And, um, so, and, and, and you're into business hallucination, which is very dangerous. Okay. Because the problem there, Con, if you don't face up to that kind of thing, you get a tap on the shoulder someday. And you're, you're brought to reality very quickly. And that, that, that so, therein lies the danger. Very briefly, I know we're kind of tight on time, Michael, yep. but how would you work on that? How, would you, how, how do you approach um, working on reality testing? In terms of working on reality testing, being able to see things as, as they are, Con, requires, very often, we'd look back up at self-actualization. Okay. So we'd look at people's setting Again, goals. what we discussed in the first podcast yeah. on this, and the intrapersonal quality of sex, self-actualization. Exactly. Right. And in, in addition to that, the person's assertiveness, the, the assertiveness okay. and independence yeah. goes back again. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the willingness issues. to face the truth, really. Well, you've got to ask the, issues, the question, yeah. Con, why yeah. is the person feel like they feel like they're compelled to cover up yeah. when, they, when they come among their own managers or yeah. when they come to report? So again, the, if, if there's a marginal score or, or an area that needs to be worked on in this, this is something that you do in a one-to-one coaching exactly. session with a leader. The, okay. f- the flexibility is the next one, Con. Just okay. that, that, that's reality testing, I suppose, in, in both low and high cases. Yes. The next one under adaptability is flexibility. Flexibility in a business context, Con, is your capability to receive feedback. Okay. It, it contrasts this with emotional independence, which is your capability to give difficult feedback. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if you're giving difficult feedback and your team are saying in response to the difficult mm-hmm. feedback that you're giving them, they're feeding mm-hmm. back to you so being able to hear to be able to to, to be able to take difficult mm. feedback so if you say your leader is inflexible you know he doesn't want to hear what I have to say kind of thing really. well here's no, the danger with sometimes yeah. a lot of management courses and a lot of things that have, have been done in terms of developing managers in the past is, is create your vision be strong on your vision communicate your vision and in other words what that does is then limits the leader because in mm. other words there's a goal while, while it's important it, while it can be limiting yeah. hey con. Whatever my vision is, if you yeah. have another way of doing it, that's forget it. <laughs> is that it? That, that's absolutely. Yeah. As long as it gets a job, handsome is as handsome is as yeah. handsome does on this yeah. one. And really, this is the difference. If, if any of you listen to the podcast, have listened, have read anything about input and output thinking, this right. goes to the core. Because um, real leaders set, set out broad brushstrokes in terms of what they want. They set out expectations and they set out mm. outputs. Mm. And then they leave... The team, the, the latitude, yeah. the latitude to do it, um, you know, mm. the, each, each individual. There might be 10 ways of doing that same thing, but mm. it achieves the goal. That's fine. <clears throat> the trap that falls, the people who score low in flexibility, the reason they've scored low in flexibility mm. is because they want it done their way. Okay. Which is fine if you're working on your own, but if you're in trying to if you're in trying to motivate and engage and drive higher levels of engagement in a, in a team yeah. that report to you, it's not. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I have a good idea. Yeah. You'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Con, I have another way of doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now back yeah. to the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what did I communicate to yeah. you at the last meeting? Yeah. Did I not tell you about my vision? And my vision. Yes. You know, and so it kills it completely. Get with the program. Get with <laughs> the program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of recognition, it just doesn't recognize the individual skill and the individual 
approach and uh, style that that, in, that, 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 that that team member is. So the challenge here to be positively mm-hmm. challenging uh, in terms of driving engagement for the, for the leader who's good at this stuff, they're very much good at setting out what the output is of what they want. So the positive challenge is towards the output mm-hmm. in terms of whether that's a behavior, whether that's a number of sales, mm-hmm. whether that's a, a, a number of scrappage or proficiency mm-hmm. or production mm-hmm. numbers. But then they leave the latitude to the individual and support them in, in, to find their own way. Isn't it that. interesting, Michael, how uh, how a lot of things which are, let's face it, they're virtues and they're good qualities yeah. in general. But how sometimes they can be, for example, uh, vision and, and leadership are good qualities, but yeah. you need to leave room for flexibility. Absolutely. Yeah. Not if they, they're not good qualities if they lead to you being inflexible. Con, is it my vision or our vision? Yeah, yeah. That's basically it, really. That's what it boils down to. You know, if, you're go- if I'm going to be with my vision, a greedy little boy who won't share his toys, yeah. I'm in trouble. Yeah. The next one takes me on to, and then I'm in real trouble because we're into problem solving. Okay. And this is the third one in adaptability. What's now, that in the context of emotional intelligence <clears throat> when we talk about problems? There's two problems. Con. Right. The first problem is the fuse has gone in my radio, okay. in the plug. So I change the fuse myself. I go down to the local hardware store mm-hmm. and I change the fuse. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to talk to anybody. I grumbled at the guy in the store mm-hmm. or I bought it online even better. Yeah, yeah. So I fixed the plug myself. Solve the problem. I'm a great problem solver. Yes. In the business as a leader, if you're the person who always is going to change the plug and all that, well, first of all, people who score low in problem solving, it means that they're going to solve every problem. They're going to disengage their own employees. They're going to not be able to delegate. So problem oh, solving. So a low score in problem solving actually means that you you are a very and, good problem solver. You're trying yourself. to do it all yourself. Okay. Yeah. So you're not able to delegate, you're not able to work. So let's texture this problem solving. It's problem solving through people. Right. Which is a whole different ballgame. Okay. That's the emotionally. So somebody, here's the deal. Somebody with a very high IQ. Yes. Is a good problem solver, but not necessarily a a good emotional. uh, They don't necessarily have a good emotional intelligence score in problem solving. Con, if if you're responsible for production in EMEA Mm. region, Mm. um, you know, you can't go changing every plug. Yes. In every plant. No. No. So this becomes a very interesting facet. And um, problem solving through people. How do people get themselves into trouble by scoring low and problem solving through people? It comes back up to the interpersonal. Do they have the empathy? Do they have the teamwork? Uh, do they have the uh, capability to form and sustain relationships like we talked about in an earlier podcast? Then that comes back to, you know, it's then that's back related to intrapersonal as well. So we can get ourselves into quite a twist here uh, in terms of... Now, people who are very good at problem solving are ver- invariably... The only people who will score high in problem solving are the people who score high on empathy, social responsibility and interpersonal relationship. Okay. That's so, how you get problems solved. That's how you get things done by, by working people. with people. And, and and the further up you go, Con, if you're mm. the CEO or um, VP and that, mm. absolutely, this is a key facet. Problem solving through people is the only type of problem solving that the organization needs. Right. So th- this, is, this is what qualifies you. This is your passport. This is your certificate to come to the top table and call yourself a leader. If you can't do problem solving through people, you are then just a manager. A technician. No, you're a manager. Oh, you're okay. You manage things. Yeah. You don't lead. You yeah. just manage. So problem solver is a leader. Mm. Okay. Mm, very much so. Very good. Michael, thank you very much. Thanks, Tom. And uh, if people want to get in touch with us, they can uh, leave a voicemail at yes. uh, 353 for Ireland, 87 They can email you, Michael, at uh, michael at qbc.ie That's or they it. can leave blogs, uh, comments on the blog as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Our opinion is only, I mean, what's our opinion worth? So let's, let's get the discussion going in relation to this. And more facts. And more facts and less delusions and, Absolutely. and things like that. That's it. Thanks again, Michael. Thanks, Tom.
You've been listening to Michael Byrne on employee engagement. Michael runs QBC Limited, an executive coaching company based in the west of Ireland. Visit qbc.ie on the web. Email michael at qbc.ie or call the voicemail line at plus 353 87 The QBC Podcast is an Edgecast Media Production.